Hello, and welcome back to the Boston Commune. Sorry for the delay, I had a couple teeth pulled and it was pretty fucked, but we're back baby. This week's incredulous installment features commentary from comrades Scott, Joe, Ellie, and myself. Joe gets us up to speed, covering all the ways in which Democrats have been tying their own shoelaces together in the legislature as constituents eagerly await stimulus checks and better pay. We discuss dual structures, capitalist propaganda, the political theater of impeachment and confirmation hearings, crypto-fascist CEOs, tech-savvy spinach, and a piece of shit Nazi from Oklahoma. So please do us a favor and share this content. Do yourself a favor and enjoy your epoch. found out this fucking Obama wants to ban flavored dip. Alright. And now you know the nuts and bolts. Joe, what's the nuts and bolts of the news? Okay, Pee Wee Herman. Uh... So like, he's just been fucking throwing insults at me left and right all fucking night. Jesus, he's tired because his job sucks. <laughs> I'm actually yes. quite awake. Like I said, <laughs> the wolf is on the prowl. <laughs> Joe, give, give him give him them headlines. Come on, baby. Uh so yesterday voting began in Besmer, Alabama, on the on uh, unionizing. The union election for uh, 5,800 Amazon workers in Besma, Alabama fulfillment center began yesterday morning. So, what a can- like fucking apocalyptic word, fulfillment center. Yeah, I know. I've actually been in one of those. And it is the most genuinely depressing place I have probably yeah, stepped foot in. There's a there's a few segments of it of a uh, nomad nomad land that take place in like an Amazon fulfillment center, and they, it's very big and depressing. Ain't nobody getting fulfilled over there. It's one thing seeing it like a rep, like on TV. It's another Definitely thing actually being in the fucking building. Two snares and a symbol in post. Very Thank different. You. Vibe. Thank you. Appreciate that. But yeah, so that started yesterday, and. Hopefully they form a union, and that's they're not. Really yeah, right. damn it! Don't I get mean, excited about the fucking union, man. I mean, I talked about this I think last week or the week before, so I don't really think I need to add Woo. much further to it, other than like it started, and then that—that's the only good bit of news that there is because the news just gets it's significantly worse from there. Like, on me. Well, let's hear it. Uh, first of all, for the uh, union, I just want to give them. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> it was a big one. It was a noisy one. Damn. So Joe is so over my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a new new research finds that uh, fossil fuel killed 8.7 million people globally in the year 2018. Deaths caused from pollution from power plants, vehicles, and other sources accounted for nearly 20% of all deaths in the year 2018. So... Not only is fossil fuel destroying the planet, it is literally killing us in real time. It's bad. Shit's bad. So real time is all- the best way to get killed. <laughs> no, this so, is a bad, that was a bad sound. Oh, no. <laughs> so in 2018, more people died from like fossil fuel related, you know, 
Hold on a second. Uh, what the, hold on. People who died from... What the fuck was that sound effect supposed to be? It was like the wind. It was a storm. Oh, okay. It says perfect storm, but it doesn't sound very perfect. And where the fuck yeah. is George Clooney, by the way? Nowhere. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Joe, keep going on about the existential terror that is yeah, climate change. Right. Let's, back, let's back up. So let's get into these statistics, Joe. I'm sorry. Yes. So in 2018, more people died from things that were attributable to fossil fuels than the number of people who died from tobacco and malaria put together globally. So 13% of all the children who died in Europe that year died from respiratory infections, which were attributable to fossil fuel. In the United States, it was about 6.5%. So respiratory issues are on the rise. It's across the board in three continents at this point, having to do with things like pollution and also like declining air quality as a result of climate change and also the pollution that we're causing in real time. And yet we're not really doing anything about this, which ties into the next thing I want to talk about, which is the borderline genocidal vaccine like rollout policy that Massachusetts is embarking upon in which you can be eligible to be vaccinated under the phase two of the rollout if you smoke like two packs of Marlboro a day or two packs of Lucky Strike or whatever the fuck you're smoking these days. Smoking is, according to Massachusetts, is classified as a comorbidity that would allow you to be vaccinated under phase two. But asthma, HIV, and autoimmune disorders, along with intellectual disabilities, do not qualify as comorbidities that would allow you to be vaccinated under phase two. Guess they're going to take up smoking. At the same time, that COVID restrictions are being loosened. Well, on the upside, if you start smoking now, you might develop (laughs) some kind of pre-emphysema within the next couple of months. That's how we game the system. Yeah, I mean, that's what I got to do. What if if I just smoke menthols or like fucking... See, that's the problem. They don't sell menthols in Massachusetts anymore. Son of a bitch! Yeah. I'm never going to get vaccinated. Damn it. That's how they get you. Yeah, I, th- I think you're screwed on that front. Yeah. Oh, well. It's not fair. I'll just have to only hang around people that, I don't know. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fine. Everything's fine. I can't. I got <laughs> some cigarettes. I'll, I'll get you started. I don't know. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> let's, let's be smoking buddies. I, I can mail you like awesome. the last pack of cigarettes that I have at my place. You used to smoke? A little bit. Damn. Play the wolf sound. Right. Like Scott. <laughs> I can attest to the fact that he smokes when he's drunk. Actually, no, you're right. I think I've seen him do that. I just smoke socially in general. Every time we say it, Joe. <laughs> Fucking Christ. The wear Joe. Joe B. He's a little badass. He's a little, he's a little, little tough guy. Oh. He's, he's, he's hard. He's uh, hard? What? I don't know. <laughs> It's like an old, old term. Uh, so move on. Move on to COVID. God damn it. This world is a nightmare. Joe on. (laughs) So the stimulus package continues its way through Congress and continues to get the worse as we speak. So this week, the Senate passed its version and they aren't restricting restricting eligibility for the stimulus check based off of income, but they are restricting it based off of citizenship status. Uh, in the amendment passed, eight Democrats, including two members of the Democratic leadership, voted for an amendment that would ban undocumented immigrants from actually receiving stimulus checks. So great. <laughs> and Joe Manchin continues to oppose raising the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. 
Manchin currently says that the best he is willing to do is $11 an hour. So that, that's just fucking fantastic. <sighs> With that last name, Joe. Hmm. And the house version. No? Uh, All right. The, the house version has the $1,400 checks. It has the minimum wage, but they're just thinking about testing it. And he's against minimum get, get minimum it. raising. Get, get it. Problem. Also, you know, uh, I'm playing. I'm playing the disappointment sound effect. Uh, all right. It's like yes, like the house version has fourteen hundred dollars checks, so six hundred dollars light. And Joe, can you start over? The- all of us were talking when you were going on. <laughs> all right, yeah, we're so idiots. we're gonna make Joe. Okay, I, I know you guys are. Let me let me just <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I said it for that one. I just want to. <laughs> Come on, that was too easy. <laughs> I just want to make it clear: we talked over Joe. So now we're making him start over. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're dickheads, Joe. Sorry, you're right. We're idiots. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Thank you. Thank you for that. So the house version has $1,400 checks, $600 lighter than they were supposed to be because, you know, they literally ran on one cash vote Democrat. So apparently they're just trying to lose. They're a bunch of masks, it would seem. The house version does have the $15 an hour minimum wage, but... I don't think I've seen anybody talk about this, about the fact that the house for like the $1.9 trillion, that's one and a half trillion dollars slighter than the $3.4 trillion Heroes Act that was passed by the house last summer. I need a hero. I'm holding we on to be heroes. Just for one day. So, so the, the Cares 2 Act? package, that, that, that was Cares 2. Okay. And so did the Cares people, 2 package... Did, did, wait, wait, wait. Did people get money out of the Heroes Act or no? Because I don't feel like they did. No, because the Heroes Act never made it through the Senate. Uh, okay. Okay. So the, so the proposed Cares 2 Act that was known as the Heroes Act that was passed through the House in the summer was a $3.4 trillion plan. The Democrats are now proposing a $1.9 trillion. They're lowballing us now. So there was a $1,200 check in Carrots 2, and now we're at $1,400 checks, but they're now talking about means testing the shit out of it, not not just income by income status, citizenship status, they're even talking about dropping it down to $1,000 a check. And the money for state and local aid has been cut in half between Carrots 2 to to now, It's it's been cut in half, so like... They're, they're negotiating against themselves, and I don't think anybody's talking about that, about how, like, we went from, like, a $3.4 trillion proposal six months ago to now we're at $1.9 trillion and continuing to, like, slowly, like, whittle that number down. Like, Please. Larry Summers isn't even fucking involved in the government, and they're already doing this. Like, Wait, who do you, who do you say is not talking about it? Because I think a lot of people are. But internally, no, I, mean, I don't think they are. I don't think like I don't think the press is really running with like. He's talking about it. Was that three point? No, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about like I'm talking about the mainstream press. Like yeah, no, you're right. You're right. They're talking about like oh, like maybe we'll like means test like the income bracket, but not like well, six months ago the Democrats were like, why don't we do a three three point four three point five trillion dollar plan? Now we're down to like less than two trillion and like working our way down. Like what a picture of the Democrats like when they want when they're running for power and then like. When they actually have power, what a contrast, you know, between yeah, the different. Like, at least the Republicans are like, yeah, we we don't care. Like, regardless of when consistent. we're in power, yeah. exactly. Like, they're they're appalling, but you can respect like the honesty and consistency of like, we don't care if you die in a ditch. 
Oh, I've yeah. said that before. I've We've said that. We've talked about this. People just don't want to believe that they don't care, even though they're shoving it in your face. They're like, we totally don't care. And people are like, oh, I'm sure they have our best interests in mind. Yeah, it's like Chad campaign trail and the virgin incumbent. <laughs> it's genuinely depressing, though, that we have, like, John fucking Hickenlooper in the Senate, like... Eh? Mr. Fracking Fluid, Colorado was like a safe blue state that they were going to beat Cory Gardner no matter what. And they had a guy, Andrew Romanoff, who was running on Medicare for all. He was running on raising the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour federally. He was running on the Green New Deal. Yeah, but he had Now we ended up with John Hickenlooper, the Mr. I Drink Fracking Fluid, who's now also opposed to the $15 minimum wage. So, like, this is what we're stuck with. Fifteen dollars should be a hundred dollars. Fuck you, people! I'm like hundred percent serious about that. It's a sobering, sobering realization I had this week that uh, the average assembly line worker at the Ford Motor Company in January 1914 made more money per shift adjusted for inflation than I do right now. Fucked. Adjusted for inflation in 1914, the starting pay at the Ford Motor Company was one hundred and twenty-nine dollars a shift. That's that's like $17 a shift more than I make before taxes a hundred years later. Shit's fucked. Didn't they have like child factory workers around then? Yeah. 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 Ch- child labor wasn't uh, banned in the United States until 1938. Yeah. Yeah. And well. it's, it's really depressing when you think about it. Like all of the socialists and communists who fought, struggled and died for the cause of the eight-hour workday, it seems increasingly like their sacrifices were completely in vain and for nothing. Because in 1938, when the Fair Labor Standards Act was passed, which finally enshrined the 40-hour work week, you get the 40-hour work week, and 83 years later, you jump to now, the average American was working 47 hours a week, and nearly one in five Americans are working 60 hours a week or more. 18% of the labor force is working 60 hours a week or more. I do want to briefly interject here, not to push back on what you just said, but to say that that same framing has been used to quash newer organizing efforts, like the claim that by fighting for whatever new policies we want, we are somehow tarnishing the the leftists that came before us that fought so hard for X and Y because we want to push issue Z. So it's like, yes, they they struggled for the eight hour workday, but like we could also be pushing for like a three day work week. No, and... that's I wasn't trying to frame it that way. I was like, I was I know, thinking more like I know, of, like capital has rolled back all of our gain, all of the gains that labor's made in the last eighty years, and like to the point where like. Not only have we gone full circle, but we've actually gone backwards a bit. I am just telling the listener to be wary of anybody who uses that framing because it's very disingenuous. Like if you if you consider yourself to be like, you know, even a progressive, then I mean, to the extent that means anything. Yeah. To the extent that that means anything. What you're saying is that you're always fighting for whatever injustice is like society is currently facing. Like that didn't make any sense. (laughs) <laughs> no, it made sense like that. We're like lurching from one thing to another. Well, I said you're fighting for injustice, which, uh, <laughs> yeah. which would be a, I don't know, man. I guess maybe if you're a fucking if Nazi, a if you're a Nazi, you might be fighting for injustice or whatever. 
<laughs> it's your cause. It feels like we only go backwards, baby. Like, I mean, if wages had kept up with productivity, the federal minimum wage would be 24 bucks an hour right now. $100 a minute. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> everything is in a historical context. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right now I'm going through fucking Kaluntai's, um autobiography of a sexually emancipated communist woman, which I was wrong about the date on that. You won't have to wait until March. The first installment is actually going to be on the last day of February. But um, yeah, like the societal conditions that uh, Kaluntai was pushing back against are very different from the ones that we are fighting here. I mean, there's definitely a through line. There's still very much a patriarchy, but like, you know, there's no longer like arranged marriages between like 16 year old girls and 75 year old men. So that's progress. But at the same time, like, you know, we're not stamping on the grave of some fucking dead progressive by fighting for even more than a $15 minimum wage. Like, the sky is the fucking limit at this point. $100 a minute. Well, I really think the minimum wage should be like 30 bucks an hour. The sky may not be the limit. That might have... $30 a minute. $30 a minute. Just kidding. It's what we should be fighting for. You heard it here first. $12 every three microseconds. Hell yeah. Anything less than that, I just won't say. Injustice. I mean, really, it's actually like the rational thing to do to raise wages because, like, I looked at the Ford example again. Like, yeah, but everything's going to become fucking automated. We're going to have, it's going to be all self checkout stores and shit. Like, a century ago, like Ford. They, they raised the wage, the starting pay, and they actually, they lowered, like, the amount of hours you had to work. Like, they went from, like, a nine-hour workday to an eight-hour workday, and they doubled wages at the same time. And their profit margin actually doubled. Sounds rad. Sounds fucking rad. I am I, reminded I'm kind of, of annoyed the time. by, like, the, the fear-mongering about the minimum wage right, right now is, like... So what? The Congressional Budget Office estimates that like it will add $54 billion to the deficit over a period of 10 years. That's a drop in the bucket that's when you huge. consider the fact that that's over a 10-year period. The federal operating budget is over $4 trillion a year. So that's like $5 billion a year if it's over $54 billion over a 10-year period. That's like $5 billion out of a $4 trillion budget. Just that's like to remind that. everyone that money is fake and none of this matters. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ones and zeros at this point, anyways. Yeah, money's fake. None of this matters. It's all just a number just on a fucking spreadsheet somewhere. Yeah, yeah. The money that that is in the money that is the federal debt is no different than the music that I make. It's just beeps and boops. Right. The Fed spent three trillion dollars. It's digital. Uh, it's not real. That's what I actually meant. Bond debt last year. <laughs> But like we're gonna we're gonna freak out about fifty billion dollars out of the deficit over ten years. Like if you think about this rationally, it doesn't make any sense. Like uh like the budget uh, office projects that the yeah. fourteen hundred dollar checks is gonna cost about four hundred and twenty two billion dollars. I don't see anybody complaining about the deficit on that matter. Also, this is a pretty good argument for why we need to not just fight for, you know, a living wage. We need to restructure the workplace because money really doesn't fucking mean anything. Like right. nope. we've talked about this before. It is a fiat currency. Uh, and the government can make as much of it as they please, and most of it will go to the people who already have it. So, I mean, that's what happens when you have a system that is structured to benefit the people who already have power. Right. So we need to also be tackling the power dynamics wherever we see fit. And by that, I mean we need to challenge 
the social hierarchy that has been established by capitalism and we need to start setting up worker co-ops and structures Hell to yeah. supplement also electing socialists to congress well i mean Correct. you can even you can even start smaller than that like set up uh, like we you know we do mutual aid you can set up kind of a community bank thing there was i remember when i was chilling with like the pit kids in Cambridge, like there was a girl who would go out there every day and stand with the sign and she would basically lend people like 20 bucks at a time. Whatever they did with that money was kind of their business. And the only condition was that if they wanted to be lent a higher amount, they would just have to return the amount of money that they took. There are ways that we can prop each other up throughout this struggle because, you know, most of us also work and we can't necessarily immediately change our workplaces, you know, in our current circumstances, but by strengthening each other and also unionizing too and gathering more steam for this movement, we will be stronger as individuals because we are stronger as a collective so that we can actually have some bargaining power and have some more, like I was talking about earlier, some of that like emotional capital will have more of that to expend because we're not living this individualistic, every man for himself kind of a life. Peeps and boops, y'all. Little known fact. Hell yeah. One of Scott's songs can be exchanged for uh, Kit Kat at your local 7-Eleven. Yes. There's Austin. a digital code implanted for Kit Kats in it. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Jesse's point was so fire that I just want to get some, some thunder. Some thunder behind it. But I am reminded of the time that Tim Allen said that the Communist Manifesto was disproven by the fact that capitalism got rid of child labor. But that didn't happen until like 60 years after the commun- Communist Manifesto was written. So, Tim Allen, you're Did a funny Tim guy. Did Tim Allen say that himself or was it? Was that, yeah, no, it was on Twitter. Or, it was on Twitter. So, okay. Tim Allen is in real life the character that he yeah, plays. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, television. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. What a, what a freaking, <laughs> What a piece of shit. What a shitty guy. That's kind of but weird. He makes to think that about, noise with like, He goes, Arr, with his mouth. Like, That's so cool. Like he he's like, He's a man's man. He goes, Arr, 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 Arr. Somebody pointed out that on that show that like Al Borland, who was like the only decent man, was always just getting shit on. I was like, you know, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's true. Is that is that like the optimistic dude? Uh, yeah, like he's the, the one who hosted uh, Family Feud for a little bit. Yeah. I right. don't know. I don't remember that. <laughs> give, I'll it find away, it give it away too much about my life. Anyways. <laughs> Joe, right. any more sneaky headlines? Any more smelly, smelly poopy news? Poop, poopy any more ass. poopy pants news? <laughs> poopy pants news? <laughs> wow, we just go from like worker solidarity to like fucking poop. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that that was quick. Uh, Joe, so, are there any more stories though? Uh, Marjorie Marjorie Green Taylor was uh, Marjorie Taylor Marjorie, Green. Get that oh, bitch's shit. name right. Yeah, Marjorie, <laughs> Woo! Here we go. Her committee assignments. And she did what? Marjorie Stewart Baxter. She got stripped of her committee assignments by the House. Ooh, hell yeah! <laughs> it, right. It's funny because it happened literally two, like a day and a half after I was talking about it on the pod. Like, why? You know, it's it's kind of interesting that the Republicans can't even bother to do like. The- I cursed her on the pod, Joe. I had more effect than you. <laughs> 
no, it's like I was talking about like how it was, it's kind of weird how like the house can't even bother to do like the performance. Like, oh well, she's kind of a Nazi, so we got to strip her for committee assignments, and then it happened about a day and a half afterwards. Uh, yeah, but Scott cursed her. Colon it was my curse. More, I mean, oh, like yeah. I did it. I mean, like it happened for the reasons you like. That's the cover, but really, so you know. But actually, what was even funnier Scott, though, was, I this lady was uh, the fucking soundboard. This Kenny went on CNN, and she was basically complaining, like, we are unhappy that we are actually being held accountable. We should have been allowed to deal with this ourselves, even though we showed no inclination of wanting to do this ourselves. And we are unhappy that, like, we are actually being held accountable. What state is she from again? Wyoming. Wyoming. Hmm. Where men are men and sheep are nervous, as my uncle used to say. It's like, what the fuck is that? It's a very sparsely populated state, and it's the only state where I can really characterize it on the whole. Like, it's pretty much only conservatives. I'm I'm still hung up about the whole sheep are nervous thing. That doesn't make any sense. If it doesn't, then that's great. I'm happy for you. Actually, I'm going to strike what I just said. I'm going to strike a line through it. I'm gonna do the too late. God damn it, Carlene eating chips all loud and stuff. Just for the record, I have never heard Carlene uh, doing any of the things that you oh, say she's doing. Piece of shit. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that place. All right. All right. It's loud for me. It's like the snowblower. It's loud for me. What? What was I talking about? <laughs> the snowplow. Yeah, the snowplow. Whatever. What? <laughs> There's a snowplow that kept going by Jesse's apartment at, uh, during the meeting, and you could hear it. It was oh, very loud. Okay. It was it was very loud, <laughs> but it was just like you like Jesse couldn't hear anything. So yeah, it was yeah. like shaking the fucking building. Anyways, holy shit! I'm glad it. Whatever, Carlene, I, you know I love you. Oh, don't look at. I, she made a fart sound at me. She's angry. <laughs> anyway, uh, what I wanted to say was that I. I, it was wrong of me to characterize every single person who resides in Wyoming as conservative. I'm sure there's a lot of indigenous people that still live there who are not. Uh, well, on that note, we apologize to anybody who has the misfortune of having to live in Wyoming. It's pretty like out it. there. Pretty. Yeah, like it's a beautiful place. I mean, but, uh, uh, fucking yeah. Yellowstone. You got Devil's Tower National Monument. That was in yeah, Gross Grand Encounters, motherfucker. That's a good movie. What else you got? Come a on. bunch of fucking wear masks. Because I was literally there last summer and nobody was wearing masks. Well, then fuck them. Yeah, Wyoming is like, it's very interesting if you are into geology. But I mean, this is about a it. fucking communist podcast, so I'm not really sure. Geology is, li- is dope. Listener podcasts is like, are not that interested in geology. Which like if there was a Venn diagram between like communism and geology, <laughs> I don't think the shaded region would be huge. But it would be I like be wrong. me. And that's it. No, that's us. That's half the podcast because I that shit's cool. I like yeah, right. Shit. I'm always fucking yeah. weight logging those. A Venn diagram of what? Give me a good topological map. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or something. Yeah. Joe, you don't like you don't like maps. You don't like geology, topology. I mean, I'm indifferent to geology. Topology is totally different, Scott. It's still good. Joe is indifferent to geology. <laughs> Joe's indifferent to a lot of things. It's kind of you should, folks. Joe, you watch that? You watch that Super Bowl? No, I did not. I, I thought I just talked about that an hour ago. I didn't even like the Super Bowl. Joe, the people who listen to the show weren't at the meeting. They don't know. 
Yeah, I didn't actually know it was happening. It, it wasn't even like, oh, I, I don't want to watch the Super Bowl. I didn't actually know it was happening until about like 7 p.m. the night of. Yeah, the weekend looked very upset to be play performing. And then he actually... Uh, I, I did go on right. Twitter, though, and it was, yeah. I didn't really understand what was going on, but it was it was a funny meme. It's a bullshit game. Actually, I did see this. this actually, I do want to talk about the Squarespace ad, because that was the most genuinely depressing thing that I probably... Is that the Sesame Street year. one? No, it was the one where it was about, right. like, the ad. Where, well, like, then there's oh, two like, that are depressing. Well, more than just that. Anyways, like, go. Where, like, song that, like, Dolly Parton changed from, like, 9 to 5 to oh, 5. Oh, yeah, 5 like, to 9. Oh, yeah. like, you should celebrate, like, starting, like, your your second job of the day. You need to work 12 hours a day to be able to survive, and we're supposed to celebrate the grind. Be like, well, you can celebrate finishing your 9 to 5 job and beginning your 5 to 9 job. Wow, that is dark. Like, I work, sometimes I work 16 hours a day, but I'm never going to celebrate being like, yay, I'm starting my second shift of the day. But, at the same time, I kind of I think everybody should have a side deal, should have a side hustle, man. You shouldn't have to have one. But you shouldn't, ha- you shouldn't have to have one, wanted to. but I feel like you should, and I celebrate the freedom of the side hustle. I'm still a little bit of a, you know, car dealer over here, so... <laughs> That uh, that ad, assuming it was about thirty seconds, cost like six million dollars to air. Yeah, but no, I agree. The general the general message is more like it is about like embracing the grind, embracing like the the gig economy, which like it's that's bad. Like I'm more talking about like if you take up like an artistic pursuit or if you're like you're writing a novel on your downtime, like that's more what I mean. Like I appreciate when people like find times to still be uh, really a side independent. Hustle, like- in the uh, side. in the let's, grind, let's do Uber yeah, yeah. four hours. I appreciate a different that thing. though. Yeah, yeah, it is. I guess it is a side thing, but at the same time, you know, you got to diversify yourself as an individual. I believe so. Anyways, diversify but Dolly, goddamn it, come on, man! But at the same time, the internet left. God damn it, man! Don't have heroes. Stop it. You know, have heroes that are dead because you can't leave. You know, no, they can't <laughs> disappoint you. <laughs> they can though. Just I mean, don't have, just don't have heroes. It would there'd be a lot it, less it's, it's, I'm assuming it's possible that like someone can disappoint you from beyond the grave. Yeah, that's true. That's true. In the before times, I used to go to a dance night called Heroes, and it was amazing. I love yeah. that we're calling like it the before times now. She's like, ah, oh, it's before the wars. Is before times? Yes, that that was my idea. Prior Some... to the plague, in the days of our naivete. When we were youthful. When you could walk around. When you could kiss anyone, but you didn't. Youthful and jaunty and... I didn't kiss enough people before. Carefree. That's all I'm thinking now, no. (laughs) Thanks for sharing, Scott. That Reagan warble is starting to come out. Joe, you kiss enough people before we went to war. days when we were jaunty and carefree. Well, when the war is over, you can just grab a random lady on the street. You can just grab a random dame and kiss her in the road. Did not know that was going to be so horny, but all right. Damn. <laughs> she wanted that Man, one. Man, this episode is getting progressively weirder like as it goes on. Joe, do you have anything to say about, as I put uh, in my notes, Trump's second in impeach, literally just wrote impeach Ed, as we put him in, <laughs> we put him in a peach a second time. Do you have anything to say about that? The impeach. Put him inside the peach. Yeah. I had to watch some of the covers today. And I, I've so never been so bored. Peach. 
I've never been so bored by Congress. But wasn't the, wasn't the defense basically saying some like wild shit? Like, like the he whole was thing all was like over, unconstitutional and whatever. Like the existence of the Senate the was place. like unconstitutional. He was Jay, all over the place. It was like listening to my grandpa talk about something for a half an hour and him just kind of wandering all over the place. That's like, great. It's, not, it's like, are you going somewhere with this? Or should we, are you going to, like, actually, like, make a, like, are you actually going to go somewhere with this? Or, like, should I just keep letting you talk for, like, the next five minutes? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> because he, he was talking about some kind, he was talking about, like, some dead senator and listening to, like, his lectures on, a, on like, a record or whatever. And then he was talking about something else. And he's like, oh, well, it should, like, he's a, he's a private citizen. He's like, and your point being, like, where, where are you going with this? Dead presidents, good bands, dead senators, not as impactful. It, and, it just occurred to me that I watched more of the Vietnamese Congress convening hell yeah. today than I did the American Congress. I mean, well, the American what's Congress up with, what's, the what's up with Vietnam? What are they doing? Not, well, not being shitty. That's probably one thing. Rightfully, they are um, sort of patting themselves on the back for being like a, a beacon in the world for how to handle COVID. Something clearly that our, our state government could learn a thing or two about from. Also, the creativity and solidarity that the citizens had. And I think they have a vision for... They basically, they were putting together a vision between now and 2045 how to advance the socialistic nature of Germany while continuing to like develop Germany? the infrastructure. And also they pay tribute to Ho Chi Minh uh, regularly. Like they fucking love Ho Chi Minh almost as much as I do. What do, you mean, what do you mean by the um, socialist whatever of Germany? What do you mean Germany? I didn't say anything about Germany. You said Germany. You said Germany. Yeah. You, li- you literally did a couple times, yeah. What? Yeah, you said the socialistic nature of Germany. The socialistic nature of Germany while continuing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, we're going to. You absolutely have... did. It would, like, it <laughs> yeah, would be great. I kind of went with it, but I was confused. It would be great if you uh, <laughs> in post, like you had fixed it, but it's the most obvious thing where it's like. It's a completely yeah. different tone of voice. <laughs> yeah, and there's like, like different Vietnam. background noise. <laughs> the socialistic nature of Vietnam. Vietnam. I have it's like no a dog idea. barking. <laughs> that is fucked, yo. That's weird. Well, anyways. Why Germany evolved? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't even been Yeah, I haven't even been reading any like German theory. That's fucked. Germany. Yeah, why Germany? <laughs> They're not my first, like, not the first country that would come to mind as being a, so- a country that has a socialistic nature. I don't know. I'm at a complete loss. So let's just move on. Yep. Yes. Okay, then. That's the moving on song. That was the moving on. Moving on. Give it lyrics. Uh... So we don't have a rad libs because we don't. Fuck, fuck them. Rapper fuck rad them. Libs. Those fucking rad libs. Stop talking to fucking rad libs. Uh. Actually, I. It's good advice. 
we can keep keep going move past me um i think i think i found some i'm sorry i'm tired the that's the reason i didn't write anything today i was actually i was recording kaluntai and i i was just going back over my own recording and it sounded good but it literally lulled me to sleep so uh, sleep i remember amazing trying to work on the vocal fry but like i sound like i'm fucking baked all the time and i don't know why that is i I haven't smoked weed in like over a decade i'm just stuck this way i guess (laughs) there's a lot of vocal fry in this show we all do i don't yeah i don't try to i'm like smoking try not trying to and not doing are two different things Try or do not. There is no do. <laughs> right? That's there is no do. mountain try. I don't even know I mean, what good vocal fry so would sound like. Right I don't even know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I've okay, never one. used vocal fry on this show or any other show. Yeah, but you you're actually fucking ripped right now. Like I don't have an excuse. I haven't <laughs> Yeah, that's mostly why my my excuse. <laughs> My excuse We still love you, Jesse. Time. It's okay. I like your voice. I yeah, found your voice. I found out why Steve-O sounds so fucked all the time. I thought it was alcohol, but it's not. This is insane. It turns out that he just like doesn't know how to talk. Like wow. Yeah. Like he got a, he got like a tricky like a Steve-O. Steve-O. Uh, from uh, oh. what you call it. You know. Jackass? Yeah. Yeah, that one. He just has to work with like a vocal trainer because he just doesn't use his vocal cords properly. What? I swear to God. That's amazing. No, I believe you. And the way that he said it in the video is like, it's so it turns out I just suck at talking. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, that's. That's a that that'll really in. Let's see what he really means by this. And that's what he really meant by it. Literally what he meant by it. Oh, I love Sivo. He's a gift to humanity. He's a wonderful man. He's been through many trials and tribulations. I I didn't think it was possible to be that hooked on nitrous. Like, of all the fucking drugs. And still survive? Yeah. Yeah. You want an apolitical episode of Joe Rogan to listen to to prove that Joe Rogan is actually a pretty good auteur? There you go. Auteur? Pretty good. Auteur. He's good with with speaking, telling stories with his voice. And he's good. With interviewing it and making it a, a, a collaborative process. He's very good at it. And if we had more voices on the left that Joe Rogan would allow on his platform, would be good. I don't know. Guys, come on. I'm just trying. I told to you guys I was in Hawaii and I there was we had like a, a Lyft driver who saw my Everybody canceled she, me. She, they, they, he saw my she they patch on my like jean jacket. And he was like, oh, yeah, I heard I heard about that on Joe Rogan. I was like, cool. Cool, cool, cool. You heard about pronouns? You heard about like gender. (laughs) You heard about like they them's like good neighbor. They them is there. Yes. No. I don't know. Sure. We have an episode called Gender. Yeah, yeah. motherfuckers, listen to it. Forgot about that. But in all fairness, we made ours after Joe Rogan made his. So, that is true. I mean, what can you do? Speaking of posters, uh, Neera Chandler's confirmation hearing was this morning, and it was funny as shit. Because you had, like, Republican senators who were, like, reading out the tweets, like, that she wrote shitting on them. Like, Rob Portman read out these tweets, and she was like, so, Miss Tandon has wrote that, quote, 
Susan Collins is the worst. Tom Cotton is a fraud. A vampire has more heart than Ted Cruz, and Mr. Well, McConnell is Voldemort. That's just factually correct. I'm sorry. It just is. I agree with but that. But it's just, it's just funny, like, seeing politicians, like, read shit tweets that are about... But that's going to be the way, dude. When, like, when you get sworn into, like, or, like, you know, when one of us gets sworn to government, they, like, bring out our fucking tweets from, like, you know, this time, and they're like, oh, remember when you told this this senator to suck your dick? Oh, what the fuck is that? You it's going to be you, Scott. It's going to be, gonna be you. <laughs> It's going to be me. I am fucking ruthless. <laughs> remember, when, remember when Joe accused the governor of being, like, a malignant sociopath? Yeah, it's like they're going to say <laughs> a clip from this podcast, and it's going to be me telling, like... Say telling Marjorie Taylor Green to like go fucking die or some shit from like <laughs> colon cancer. You cursed her colon. Yeah, it's gonna be with the hex that I put on her soul. Yeah, which or, it's or still there. You fucking inhuman. I'm sorry. What? Or like a clip of me being like, I hope Charlie, like Charlie Baker, getting like an aneurysm would be like the greatest thing that happened in Massachusetts. I have you to apologize, first, folks. To all the listeners, I forgot to put on my slam, which is probably why my cadence is so much slower than you're used to. I thought it doesn't let I you was listening to some Hans Zimmer earlier when we were talking. It helped me yeah. keep it going. Joe. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it did. It, I figured out how to get around it last time, and I'm not getting any flack this time. Stay the fuck out of my life. Fucking Spotify. Spotify, you fucks. You fat fucks. I don't. Whoa! He's, the, the guy who started like the head of Spotify. He's very tall. He's bald. You can make fun of him. Like he's, you can call him a cue ball, but like it's not fat. He's Wait, big, bro. Isn't is that the? Oh, never mind. The guy who started Spotify. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. The guy who runs Spotify now and does all like the makes all the nefarious decisions that are bullshit and stupid. I was thinking of the CEO of Twitter, who's apparently like a string bean. So Jack I'm Doris, sorry. yeah, I'm he sorry doesn't that like I eat. Jack Dorsey? No, no, because these guys are like cyber, like they're like cyber crypto fascists, and like, like Jack Dorsey, like doesn't eat. He like has this bizarre ass, like yeah, he's fucking like, diet. He's like the kind of the way that like Gandhi managed to like have this unifying like good libertarian attitudes with fascism. Similar kind of vibes, gotta say. Yeah. And the skinniness, stead on, <laughs> and the yo. <laughs> And the yoga? I mean, come on. Come on. I don't know. Uh, it's, oh, for fuck's sake. Spotify playback pause while transmitting audio. Bitch, but I have my money. That's all I gotta say. I'll pay all your artists, Spotify, that you have on your service. God damn it. Do we have a thing that can't be made up this week? We do. Oh, we shit. Do. We got a segment going. Hot. Hold off. Off. Yeah, just out of the oven. The pie, the cake, it's ready, it's sweet, you want to eat it. Well, I'm copying this. Uh, It's it's chill, like, being fat is chill. I don't know why, I don't know, I just like the sound of the phrase, you fat fuck. So, like, sometimes it It is funny. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, cool. Don't worry about it. Here's Al Borland, he's already in the chat. Carlene hit me. Yeah, but Borland is just a man of of size and grace, and I love him. He's just he's just a good a guy man of size. <laughs> yeah, there and you go. Grace. <laughs> that's, that's like the nicest synonym for fat. Not a bad word. Ugh, ugh, I'm the worst. He's not though. He's not even slightly in any way. 
Maybe he's he just, just like he's built. He's just like a big guy. It's fine. Like I don't necessarily mean like when I say that like the Spotify guy is big. Like he's a tall dude, but he's like really broad as well. But he's not necessarily like he's not wide. He's not fat. You know, he's Apparently a man of great statue in our city. <laughs> <laughs> I was really listening to that. That's he's great. got the Alcatraz. <laughs> he's an Alcatraz <laughs> around my neck. Okay, okay, okay. All right, here we go. Hell yeah! So just like about this shit. We're just like the uh, yeah. I I knew somebody would have seen it, and I'm sorry. We're all very excited about it already. We. I just want to note that for some reason, this photo that's used for this article. I'm being sprayed with a fire hose of evidence so much. I can't even handle it. (laughs) I'm being waterboarded by this information. (laughs) Finally found a chance to play that one. Thank you. I'm glad that didn't go to waste. Yeah, me too. Um, Yeah. So this photo looks like it could literally have been taken five minutes from my parents' house, which is very weird. Um, But that is where like spinach does get grown there. So Makes sense. Anyway, yeah. What do we got? We got scientists have taught spinach to send emails, and it could warn us about climate change. This was kind of like a... Wait! Spinach. Because I didn't go any deeper than the actual headline, because I saw that, and I just, like, laughed. No, there's a whole article here. Are we expecting... Well, thank you. Are we expecting... Are we expecting them to, like, email us? Like, when it's like, it's too hot! Climate change! Stop! Like, what... (laughs) Whacking a keyboard. It's like, gonna be like the it? fucking when they're when they're fucking emailing the squid in fucking in a sphere. Oh god! Yes. Yeah, the first email is just how to commit die. <laughs> oh well, guess who fucking figured this shit out? Engineers at MIT. Are we surprised? No. Anyway, yeah, they have transformed spinach into sensors capable of detecting explosive materials. These plants are then able to wirelessly relay the information back to the scientists. And they can find nitro aromatics in groundwater, which I guess are explosive. Oh yeah, often found in explosives like landmines. And then the carbon nanotubes within the plant emit a signal. Uh, so actually, yeah, so like the nanotubes make a signal and then a fucking infrared camera reads it and that sends an email. So, I mean, I don't know. This is kind of a disappointing one. It's not as oh. cool as I thought it was, but oh. whatever. Yeah, I uh, just killed my own segment. Fuck. <laughs> Come on, Seth. Scott. This is related, but, and I I know they talked about this on Chapo, but like, did you see the thing about like the law that like now, like, like a corporation can build like a city? Yes. Yeah. Have their own government in the middle of a state. Yeah. I have not. You haven't, Joe? No. Well, we're in that baby, that future baby. That Andrew Ryan future baby. I love it. I mean... Andrew Ryan was the bad guy from fucking uh, 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 Bioshock, for those who didn't know. How did you know? Oh. Sorry. I've Actually... Seen, I've seen a lot of that gameplay. I had no idea that was the name. I don't... He's ha- like an I, uber libertarian, so... I well, can... Uh, <laughs> I am trying to be quiet now. Sorry. <laughs> I only wanted to say that the other good line in this, in this article is... Professor Michael Strano, who led the research, said, uh, This is a novel demonstration of how we have overcome the plant-human communication barrier. 
There you go. <laughs> I don't Finally. believe that at all. I think that's a lie. Oh, no, sorry. The last, no, not the last. There's another line, which is, when it's not busy emailing researchers, Spinach seems to also hold the key to efficiently powering fuel cells, too. This is that's not good. a very good article. Well, that's good. Know. The, like, you, writing is not great. You like, picked it, though. <laughs> you just picked it on the headline. Shit for the style. Journalistic integrity. Hunt. Whoa, what just happened to your internet? Yeah, you just like popped right there. That was fucking crazy. Hey, your internet. I'm about to start. I yelled too loud into this tiny, shitty microphone. <laughs> Maybe someday tiny, I'll shitty. get a real microphone. <laughs> tiny, shitty. My mic is really bad, yo. Oh, God. All right. Since I. <clears throat> I feel like was, I have... That was based on Deepest Blue. So my head is like a shark fan. Disappointed our non-existent listener base by not bringing a rabbit rabbit to... 17 oh, loyal fan bases. I want to say hallelujah to the 17 loyal fans. But I did want to bring a fucked up story to you guys that I actually heard one of my favorite podcasts, and it's not political, but it's fantastic and I recommend it, is the uh, Bizarre Files podcast which is i think it's out of philadelphia um it's basically like one of those it's it's basically like a a political version of you can't make this shit up um, oh which is why are you saying that my version is political of course it's political everything that we What's political fucking, about the test jacuzzi it was the, i mean that's true <laughs> it's yeah. political it's political because we we have we we have just because we're a socialist podcast doesn't mean that everything... I mean, we actually kind of did talk about, like, how you have to be privileged to, like, kind of want and afford testing. Exactly. Like, so. yeah, like you can only the expensive one. Everything that we talk about, we we talk about okay, it from okay. from a Marxist standpoint. And so I maybe I'll say that, sure, I guess it's political. The Bizarre Files is political, but it's political in that they are political in that... I don't know. I honestly can't think of a way that's political. <laughs> but uh, it's a good, I mean, it's a good source of semi-local stuff because there are a lot of stories like out of Massachusetts and shit. Uh, that podcast brought to my attention a an, an event that happened fairly recently in Oklahoma where um, a woman was at a party at like two in the morning. She spotted some Nazi flags flying across the street on some guy's porch, ran over, grabbed one of the flags, and the guy that lived in the house busted out the front door with an AR-15 on a strap. And in the article, it said it was a platform rifle. So I don't know. Maybe he had like a scope and a little tripod for it. He, he fired just like busted off. out his door with a tripod and carefully set it up. Well, he no, no. He was already seated facing the door. Oh. Uh, they found an ashtray with like several cigarette butts in it. And it was so He was just waiting for somebody to come and grab the exactly. flags. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, Jesus. And he fired off like seven or eight rounds and shot this woman in the back like five times and then in court tried to claim self-defense for shooting somebody in the back that was running away and did they grant him that or no i don't know I, oh, I I think that's Oklahoma, still anything goes i think that's still kind of developing right now did you there was a tweet this week that like was about the like the top sliver of oklahoma it's like right above texas 
of Panhandle. Yeah, and how that came to be. And basically, it came to be because, like, that was Texas slave territory, but the law was passed that, like, they couldn't have slavery after, like, past a certain, like, point on the... Parallel or whatever. Yeah, 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 parallel. Exactly, thank you. And that part is above the parallel. And so instead of keeping it, Texas gave it to Oklahoma and said just, like, Yeah, the 3631. Go nuts. Back, Missouri was so, actually... Like, so the they, they, they sacrificed having more state in favor of slavery, so... Missouri is the only state before the Civil War to be above the 3630 line and still have slavery because this one rich guy just bought his way into like having his estate be part of Missouri, like bribed Congress, basically. That's why Missouri has like the boot heel because just one rich dude would be like, I want to be part of this state. Mm. How the states got their shapes. Did you watch that, Joe? Did you ever watch that show? Hold on yeah, I think so. Like 10 years ago. Hell yeah. Um, I want to clarify when I said that the man was claiming self-defense. First off, should I name him? I don't know. I, I feel like it's not even worth fucking... Do it! He's a white oh. supremacist. Who gives a shit? All right, hold on. Fuck up his name intentionally. Like, Call him... I was going to say Joe. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> call him something. I don't know. I don't know. His, his name is... Alexander J. Feaster. Really? Feaster. He looks exactly the way that you're imagining him. He's like, like like, skinhead. He's like, sweaty. Yeah, like like, fucking, he's like a little overweight, like liver Mm. spots, fucking blonde, blonde, patchy ass, half balding. Like, it just looks like garbage. Patchy ass, half bald, it looks like garbage. And it, honestly, it looks like he had one of those little Hitler mustaches when he showed up to jail. And the rest of it grew out, so now it's just like longer in the middle. But that's just purely speculation. Uh, I wonder if there's anybody, <laughs> wonder if there's any douchebag Hell in of a lit look. who like has one of those mustaches but is like a hipster about it because Hitler did it because he liked Charlie Chaplin. And it's like, no, it's a Chaplin mustache. Tell me it doesn't look. Oh like my! Oh my it, God! Look at it? he looks awful. Yeah. This man. It, it look. It looks like doesn't it? Doesn't it? I think that's what he was doing. Oh yeah, I remember him from the Five Head Club that I'm in. God damn it! I hate that fucking all his facial hair. It makes me want to vomit. Terrifying. I know it's fucking it's so bad. Um, Even if he was rocking a, a Hitler thing, like that divide in the middle of his lip. Yeah, like just fucks it all up. It just like some people can't grow hair there. You know, it's unfortunate. What's what's your guys' perspective on that kind of gap? Like, is it possible for a mustache to look good if it's got that gap in the middle? I, no, uh, I, I don't. I think it depends on like what you do with it. Yeah, I've seen some good ones. Just, I don't know. I, I'm just in the no camp. It's hard to know. I have, I guess, perhaps a little bit of an alternate perspective. So I recently shaved my mustache because it doesn't have a gap in the middle. Since there's no gap, there was no obvious... It was like there was no way that it could comfortably settle to the right or to the left in that little central area. Oh. And as a result, it just kind of ended up being like scrubby and getting into my nose and shit, you know? Because there's no... If it's not like obviously on one side or the other, it it's resistant to parting uh, agreeably. I'll say. You need Moses on that motherfucker, right? And I don't have a Moses so. mustache, Moses. So what I tried to do was just shave a little bit out of the center, so that I wouldn't have that awkward part in the middle that just kind of juts out or just juts down. 
And uh, I only I could only keep that for about a day before I just said fuck it, the whole thing's gone. Mm. All right, so if I'm gonna th- if you keep it like thin and like kind of not very bushy, and you have a little part in the middle, it can look good. Right, that's I'm also in that camp. I think if it's there's a a stylistically appropriate way to have a uh, disjointed mustache, if you will. I'm still um, really sad because a non-contiguous mustache, mustache that I had does not come back. Went away as it come back. Will it ever come back? I don't know. You can draw a mustache on. That might be rad. True, I could do that. <laughs> get it tattooed on your finger so when you do the thing, you put your like, oh, yeah, middle yeah, finger yeah. above your mouth. It's like, oh, look, I got a mustache. I literally am drunk. Time. I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm an unimaginative girl at a party and I got this tattoo because I don't have much of a personality. I'm I just kidding. It's not about you. What about you? It's just, I know. Other I people know. I know. I know. Or have not. I'm not like other girls. girls. The good for her cinematic universe also. Okay. So what I was going to say is that, um, so this guy has been out on bail. I'm ah. surprised. Uh, he, his legal team gave a statement. It's a truly depressing. It's like Richard Dreyfus melted. It's like truly depressing. The legal team gave a statement. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Feaster was isolated and alone, fearing for his life, and that he acted in self-defense, feeling he was in imminent danger of death or great bodily harm. Which mm. is like, obviously it's like a load of shit, but like the guy was flying fucking Nazi flags. Yeah. Guy's a fucking pussy for a fascist. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> if you like a Nazi flag, put it up in your home. Why not? Or no one can see it except you. You can still enjoy it that way. Without I don't even believe this. This is what the Nazis believe. Having <laughs> to wait in your front hallway with a fucking platform rifle and an ashtray. That guy oh can probably God. qualify for, for Holy shit. So his lawyers are now accusing the victim, McVeigh is the woman's name, of trespassing and committing a hate crime against Feaster. That's a hate crime? <sighs> So the, oh, are you surprised the Nazis were influenced by demons? These fucking people. Yeah, they are demons in the flesh. They will never die because of this. I'm glad you, you ended up not becoming a lawyer, Ellie. Me? <laughs> I wasn't going to become a lawyer. Or uh, when did you? Or working? Uh, what, did, what did I say? Senior? I used to work in law. What, what are you yeah, talking about here? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Can, I'm glad that you. Uh, don't work there anymore because it was killing me literally yeah yeah me too <laughs> yeah we love you just the way you are hell yeah thanks guys love you too you son of a bitch <laughs> that whole time my music had to cut out again i'm fucking i fuck, fuck spotify, you, spotify yo. you fuck fucking spotify. piece of shit oh my god i'm gonna fucking it, go over it, there I'm it just sucks him. the wind right <laughs> out of my sails <laughs> I'm gonna punch. Uh, I'm gonna punch Spotify in the face. I feel like I spend about 20 minutes an episode going. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. Wait. wait hold on. I was gonna. Say, oh, I was hold gonna on. say there was a thing that I. I was gonna. What I meant to the where I was going with that was <laughs> I had a point in that it was. Well, I'm not gonna. I don't want to say I had a point. I had a direction <laughs> that I was going. And oh, now, oh, and well, anyway, so the point in conclusion, <laughs> I spend a lot of time not saying anything and waiting for an opportune moment to cut back in. And Joe is quiet after his segment pretty much throughout the rest of the episode. Yep. I love it. Yep. 
It's a little true. We love He's you. He's over man. there smoking some. He's smoking five cigarettes at once. That's too many, Joe. It's gonna hurt your little lungs. We'll play this out. <laughs> You're a little baby lung. <laughs> oh, sometimes too I many forget Joe. that Joe is a legal adult and can take care How of How old are you? Like 22, 23? <laughs> 24. 24. All right. Let's talk about films. Films. That's, that's, that's a weird segue. I know, Joe, but I've been trying to segue for like 15 minutes and I was giving Jesse the floor. You just... Just do it then if you're that impatient. I'm being courteous. I wasn't being impatient. I was letting another person on the show talk. Oh, so I don't have the <laughs> So I don't have the majority. Like, I don't care. <laughs> God damn it. I was trying to have more of a socialistic kind of attitude towards the division of time in this but fine. You should watch Night of Cups this week because we're it's gonna so good. we're gonna start a new thing because I finally figured out what how to talk about movies on the Patreon. So we're gonna do like a movie club, probably like two episodes a month. I'm thinking we'll see, but we're gonna start with Night of Cups. Terry, 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 not Terry, Terrence Terry Malick, M. Terry, Ma- Terry Malick, Terrence Malick's. Uh, I forget what fucking year it was. 2015, I think. Good. It came out at the Berlin something or other. 15. 15. It was 2015. And it came out in the U.S. in 2016. Yeah, and uh, somehow there was some psychic connection between me and Ellie this weekend, and we both watched it. Oh, no, that was Hava. Or Hava, excuse me. Did you All think right. it was me? You, I, don't <laughs> know who, I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell when it's just the person talking to me through, like, Instagram. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I can't. And I also said, anyway. and I literally, <laughs> in, in the conversation, I said, oh, I, wa- I said that I, I told them that I thought Ellie would like this, and then they didn't correct me, so. Wait, what? Really? Yes. <laughs> okay, I don't remember that at all. Hava, maybe Hava remembers well, There you that. go. I, don't, I, don't I can actually tell when it's Hava, because, like, after every statement, there are a bunch of parenthetical statements that follow. That's true. Without Mama fail. Mama uses parentheticals, and I don't. She uses more uh, fucking, she says lol more. <laughs> she says lol more, and she uses more emojis. I don't know. It's, uh, no, you it's do know. Confusing. You know better than any of us, probably. Yeah, that's true. You two are pretty close, I would assume. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I wish there was a way to like. Oh, my God, I just said you. All right. Yeah, see, it's, ah, whatever, whatever. Hava, Hava watched it. She watched it twice. It was great. She loved it. She took all kinds of notes. Do you have an opinion on it? No. Um. Yeah, I thought, I thought it. Uh, I liked it. I mean, I don't like. It I would just be so things. funny if you hated it and Hava loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I think she liked it. I think she it, like she liked it more than I did. I can't. I don't know. It's weird because literally I didn't watch it. She watched it twice. She took notes. Yeah. It was all her. Like, I remember it. I remember all the shit that happened in it. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, it was good. But I don't know. She, like, wants movies to be, like, a big fucking visceral experience like that. Like, that's what she likes. So If the experience of watching the movie, like, when you're immersed in it, you're not going to be able to, like, channel Hava's emotional experience if you're just kind of an observer. Like, I mean, this is weird. I can, like, kind of feel her feelings sometimes. Like, or I can... I guess it's more like I can feel that she has feelings and along, you know, for a lot of my life, I thought that I didn't know what the deal was. I didn't know about her. So I just thought they were my feelings, but they weren't. 
but yeah, no, it, it literally is like trying to remember what somebody else felt about something. Right. So if you're just reading notes, like you're not, I can't remember what I was going to say. Something, <laughs> I think Scott asked you, how did you feel about it? Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, I would say like probably nothing because you were, you were just like a passively kind of participating yeah, and like I don't know, it's it's weird. Like I think I tend to like Hava just has more feelings than I do. I, I think yep. like I tend to notice them. I feel like Hava just feels more. more she feels a lot. She has a lot of feelings, man. Yeah. Works. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't want to say for my lack of feelings. Uh, no, Joe. We're talking about. We're not talking about I, you. <laughs> I was making a self-deprecating joke about. Myself. Okay. Okay. You say it with such a serious tone. I am. That well, that's maybe. pretty on brand. I mean, Joe is maybe he's just so good at like your heart rate just doesn't raise no matter what it is. Oh, we already had this discussion. If you were like, you were affected by aliens, you'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> right. Joe's not in Joe's words. It's absurd to call him a heartless fuck because that would assume he had feelings in the first place. <laughs> Which is a very interesting thing to say. He's got more heart than Ted Cruz. To say on like a socialist podcast, to say something like this, I love it. It's the most like fucking like black pill, like self destructive thing. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that, yeah. That's what we're going to do with the Patreon. Sorry, Jesse, you can go. Uh, it's, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> That's all right. This is why, I, like, when I do, when I have a segment, I write stuff to, that you guys tell me, like, oh, no, you don't have to write stuff down to get a good point across. And it's like, maybe I'll go, like, 10, I'll have, like, a five-minute stretch where I thought I have this continuous train of thought. And then the rest of the time, it's like, I'm I'm not following a path. I'm, like, following the contours of a cobweb, <laughs> which is kind of a contours joke. Contours of a cobweb. It's kind of a joke, but also kind of poetic, so. That's pretty good. Hey, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Contours of a cobweb. Hey, hey! Literally, this guy's face is really <laughs> fucking getting to me. I know. It's fucking. I hate that guy. I don't know him, and I just fucking hate him. Well, kids and and uh, and Joe, because Joe's an old man already. I'm just kidding. First kids, kids. and the ones who smoke mids. Man, the ones who smoke. Mids. But I'm um, Joe. Joe, Joe. What? What? If you could watch what? Tenet, Jesus Christ, I'm asking you a question. If you could find it, like, and watch Tenet, would you want to do? Actually, no. I have an idea for the second episode already. Do you want to do the third movie club with Tenet? Sure. All right. Well, there you go. Anyways, that's my homework. I had to go. That's, watch that's Tenet. your homework. That's going to be in like six it's weeks. On, <laughs> it's on HBO. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have. I have HBO Max. I, that's all I know. And that's owned by Warner Brothers. Okay. I also have HBO Max, so it's working together. Anyways, that was some internal stuff that could have been done with a message. Sorry that we dragged <laughs> it into the episode. Oh, God. <laughs> edit that out. Because the second episode, we should talk about that fucking, that, that, over that very long Bollywood movie. <gasps> Which one? The, one? the one about fucking cricket. The Lagan? Yeah. Lagan, yes. Yes. Talk about Lagan. I should finally watch that behemoth of a film. Oh Anyways, we're wrapping up here, folks. My name is Scott. I'm on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Death Mullet. I'm on Instagram at Sweaty Wife. I'm on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. 
I misspoke last week. I said the 12th. I meant the 15th is when my next EP for Sweaty Wife is coming out. It's a moniker, not a nickname, as we established last week. Did you misspeak, or did you just overestimate your capacity to make more music? No, it's done. It's been done for a while. It's just... I mean, I finished it, like, in January, so... (laughs) So, I just, uh... I I misspoke. Um, But, yeah. Sweaty Wife! You should go! Sweaty Wife! Whoever wants to go, Janice. Hi, I'm Janice. Uh, I eat, I'm I don't know. I'm Ellie. I'm Ellie right big, now. Big huge <laughs> I'm on uh, I'm on this Discord where I consistently forget to tell my comrades who is talking to them, and I need to fix that. <laughs> no, the mystery is intriguing. I like it. I don't know. I mean, how about I have pretty different people? I, uh, God, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hate surprises, but it's an interesting surprise. I'm just going to have a small personal crisis right now. Um, yeah, don't Uh-oh. look for me on the internet because you won't find That's me. That's no good. Um, oh, come on. Personal crisis is my, my, two of my middle names. <laughs> you have more than one? Some people do, you Joe. You have more than one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have more than one, but like, I didn't realize other people did. Speaking like a fucking boomer, like an I got mine boomer over here, Joe. Oh, well, I got mine. Oh, so, so, middle so, so, why do other people no, have to have? Why do other people get What the fuck? Hmm. I mean, I I like don't advertise. I have a second one because it's kind of superfluous. Dude, your initials are in... <laughs> Your social media handles. But most people don't notice that. Joe, it doesn't matter. Also, the year that you were born. Like, it's pretty... You pretty much get... Like... You're skating by on the thin ice of your name being extremely common. Let's be real. Your your social media handles are just, like, the basic information that somebody would need to know about you to, like, make an (laughs) account in your name, basically. What could I say? I was lazy 10 years ago. Sue me. I will sue you. (laughs) You go do that. (laughs) Uh, see you for an Twitter handle. And Joe, what is that Twitter handle? You guys know what it is. What you oh tell the audience? We are, I'm going to fucking strangle you with my vocal fry. <laughs> uh, Joe, enjoying my laziness. Joe, Joe, can you please tell Joe, the audience what, what your you social media <laughs> is, please? That's what we ask all the hosts to tell. At the end of every episode. If you could shut up long enough for me to do that, I will. Hey, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter at JLFB96. How do you stop? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Oh my fucking god! See, I'm the one with the soundboard, though. Joe, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're never gonna get through this. You can find me on Instagram at JLFB1996. Are you, you happy, Scott? We, we finally, yeah, I'm we happy. finally made it. Fucking happy as a clam. Yeah, but you don't have a sound drop for that, do you? <laughs> Your move, creep. No, that's what I thought. Kamala. Why? Because Joe, Why? we gotta. Because every week we have to see how Randy Rainbow is doing. <laughs> All right. Oh God, why? And I am Jesse, and you can find my music on SoundCloud.com slash Contingents Boston. I, I see how it is. I'm Please. the only one that's got interrupts. I see how it is. I'm trying, Joe. Navigate. <laughs> there was a bit going on before. 
God damn it, man. <laughs> the bit has now morphed into like I interrupt you, but also I also wildly misinterpret your jokes, so <laughs> it's very self-aware of you. <laughs> yes, it is. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> It's all right. I'm listening to an album that's literally called Eugenics right now, so. See, for you guys, this is an awkward silence, but for me, it's just music, so I'm fine with that. I'm not really bothered. And you can navigate to comrade-rosie.org for resources in the greater Boston area, food, uh, housing advocacy, um, I was going to say housing, but nobody can just like give you a house. People can just give you food, though. And also treatment for substance use disorders. I don't know. I'm slurring my words. Uh, fuck, the goddamn music went off again. I'm going to fucking murder. A- I'm going to. I swear to fucking God. All right, I'm going to get it together. And please hit that getting involved and donate time or money to one or more mutual aid groups because people really need your help right now. That's true. That is true. That's true. And like always, <laughs> I'd like to remind you that we have a Patreon that is patreon.com slash epicincredulity, which is also our Twitter. Just kind of, I don't really update, but I do update our Instagram. You should follow that. It's fun. I put our artwork up there, thinking about other things to do with it. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Go to comrade-rosie.org to find... The comrade. Something. The dash. So if you're in the greater Boston area, go there. Find something that you can get involved in. Get involved with the unionizing efforts. Support Amazon. Unionizing. That's cool. And you know what, folks? The dog's off the leash. We've had a hell of an episode. <laughs> That's your goddamn epoch, baby. Sweetie, what Boston DSA has started an initiative where they are trying to connect people in the Boston chapter. Turn what the fuck is that bird? It's just nice, it's just nice sound for your background. Fine. All right. No, you can keep playing. I just it's, it's a little overwhelming. I'm fine. I'm I'm not, but I mean I will be. No, I'll keep it. I like Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> I keep lowering the volume. Would you just no. go? I love being in discomfort. Um so I can do cicadas. Yeah. No, that's better. Yeah, I like that. I'm just lost and I'm just kind of going. Actually, because I like it, switch it back to the other one because, like I said, I like what being in discomfort. What is happening? Um, yeah, keep it on. Yeah, there we go. As loud as it can be. All right. That's sufficiently obnoxious.
so the Boston chapter of the DSA is actually doing, uh, I mean, they're doing a couple of good things, but one of them is trying to connect people in the chapter to do trainings with like the disparate mutual aid groups around greater Boston, which is kind of a win-win because it means that our comrades in the DSA get to learn how to do praxis and the people who aren't necessarily like hardline ideological, you know, but still involved in the organizing process, get to meet some of the ideological comrades, so. Hell yeah! (laughs) Sounds good. Bye. And also, potentially more volunteer power. Joe, Joe, can I ask you a question? Sure. How do you feel about Phoebe Bridgers uh, smashing her guitar in SNL? Who? (laughs) This is how we will find out if you're a loser. (laughs) Are you a fucking loser? Like, how do you feel about guitars being smashed in general? Eh. What? I feel one way or the other. You don't think it's just fucking rad and cool every time? I think that's a good answer, Joe. <laughs> oh, my God. I got all these losers around me. You don't like guitars being... Oh, my God. Hey, I never said I didn't like it. I just thought his answer was tactically... Uh, tactically, tactically it was a piece of shit answer. <laughs> I like how in your fucking Instagram or your Facebook story or whatever you were like, hint, don't be a loser. Hell yeah.